Welcome to Friars Fat Boy. May I take your order? My diet is ruined. I hope you're happy. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, one Gavin, one Ruby, and one movie, please. Welcome back Ooh. to the Gavin and Ruby Go to a Movie Podcast. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Wow, that was a good one. That was improv, too. I, I remember the Friars fat, fat Boy scene from Shrek 2, one of the movies that we're reviewing today. And I was like, you know what? This would be perfect because we have our guest, Bryce Beasley, on the podcast. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello there, Bryce. Hello, far, far away I- idolins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well... Bryce, how are you doing today? I'm so good. I'm so excited that we're finally getting around to filming this because it has been ever since I heard about the conception of this podcast, I was like, well, if they review movies, we need to review Shrek 2 because it is, in my opinion, the perfect sequel in cinematic history. It kind of is. It is. Maybe Toy Story 2 is a little bit better. I'm going to be honest. Oh, Toy Story 2 is good, too. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Which we reviewed on this podcast. It's weird how we only like the sequels. Hmm. Hmm, that's deep but for those that so we planned this episode a month ago and a bunch of little sketchy 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 wedgy conflicts mm-hmm. got all up in it so actually, actually um, the caribbean 2 is the best movie of all time <laughs> what <laughs> oh we Creepy have a little brother alert from bryce's brother yep and he, <laughs> he just... said he said pirates of the caribbean too that's not a good movie. That's not. Dead Man's Chest? <laughs> not good. I think. Yep, he just materialized, though, so. All right, awesome. Well, maybe he'll come into the podcast intermittently. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bryce, why don't you introduce yourself to the podcast and to Ruby, because this is, like, their first time meeting. For sure, for sure. So, my name's Bryce Beasley, and I first met Gavin in 2021, we did a production of The Music Man together at his theater, and it was my first time there. And if I have to be honest with you, I did not like Gavin the first time I met him. Oh, God. <laughs> I, he was just kind of weird and out there. <laughs> but um, I finally yeah. joined his theater troupe this year, um, this past year, and I had to carpool with him. And I'll have to say, it was really a pleasure getting to know Gavin. Um <laughs> damn you're really just coming for me today no no i really i really enjoy having you as a friend and yeah so well what what about you not our connection what about you bryce who are you so i'm bryce he's Um, a crazy disney guy yeah i i like movies i like disney um i like travel i like theater um i've done theater since like the dawn of man um (laughs) And I've really also been a huge Shrek fan my whole life. Oh, so same. my my first interaction with Shrek was um, during the um, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade in 2009. <laughs> and I the Shrek the musical like float came through the parade and did. Um, I'm a believer. And yeah. I thought it was the greatest thing ever. So were you there? According to my I was not there. I saw it on TV. According to my mom, I watched it 14 times. 14. 14 times, yep. So I would say my love of Shrek began there. So I I ended up watching all the movies and then I watched and then I saw um Shrek the Musical on tour at the Fox Theater in Atlanta and then I saw it again when it came to Charleston and um I watched Shrek Forever after the worst one no. in theater. What? Shrek the Third. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that later. But in my opinion, I think the fourth one is the worst one. That's crazy. Um, crazy time. But but um, I saw that one in theater, and you know I, I'm a huge Shrek fan. I mean, I can recite most of the scenes from Shrek <laughs> Two by memory. Um, and then I would say my greatest um, Shrek accomplishment is. Um, I think I was in third or fourth grade. I think it was 2017, so I was in fourth grade. I sat down during the summer one time, and I said, okay, 
I'm going to beat my record and I'm going to watch Shrek 14 times. Oh my god. And I would I probably watched it for like four or five times like with full attention and then the rest it was just like playing in the background. Um but it played on an endless loop 14 times. So well Bryce we that's quite a story for our first yep. movie Brazil. <laughs> We usually do it in release day order, so. <laughs> well, great. That's awesome. Uh, I'm glad. Hey. I'm happy for you, Bryce. I'm so impressed. Bryce doesn't listen to the podcast very much. <laughs> I watched the first episode. Really? Oh, and then I and then I came back and to refresh my memory before going on here, I watched the old boy review. Oh, good. Okay, oh, good. Oh, that's yeah. a good movie, Bryce. I think you would enjoy that one. I know. I was I felt like I needed to watch I felt like I was watching it. Oh wow. Through mm-hmm. through the dance interpretations of Gavin and Ruby. Right? Because we are very <laughs> dance centric. But let's yep. move on to our first movie, Brazil. I'll introduce this one because this was my pick a while ago. Uh, but Bra- Brazil is directed by Terry Gillum of um, Monty Python fame. And it is about a businessman who, like, he goes against the system and this, like, dystopian kind of future, not really, because it's set in the 20th century. But it's it's a whole commentary on government and control and yada, yada, yada. Um, to be quite honest, I don't remember much from this movie. I don't think it was bad. I really liked this movie when I watched it. Um, I decided I actually started watching this one way back in November. And then I was like, I saw a Christmas tree and I was like, you know what? I'm going to save this one until Christmas. And then Christmas came around and we couldn't record this. So now we're here. Um, yeah, but I, I actually really enjoy this one. I just don't remember much from it. Mm-hmm. Like, I can I, remember specific images, but... I remember basically nothing, and I also did not enjoy it that much. So Whoa. then I kind of added to it. It's just you didn't not really enjoy much. It? Um, it was okay. I thought it was too long and just not super exciting to me. But really? I, I don't know. Maybe if I actually remembered it better, I would have better, like, a more structured argument on that. But I honestly hardly remember it. Wow, I thought it was yeah. good fun. I'm gonna have to agree with Ruby on that one. I I was not the biggest fan of it. I I was like, oh, I could see how Gavin likes this movie, but <laughs> in my opinion, I thought it. I thought it, I thought it was a fine movie, but it wasn't like a uh, a great movie. I thought it was just the pacing was slow and really? it was like confusing. But it, I mean, if you have like you know a bigger theatrical mind than I do, you would probably in like appreciate the film more no 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 i think i i don't don't think you have to have a bigger theatrical mind to really appreciate this in my opinion i think you the comedy it's it's very specific uh kind of specific towards weirdos like me freaks like me you know but um losers oh (laughs) (laughs) just kidding to put it in to put it in uh words i guess losers yeah but i don't know i i, I love the pacing of this movie i, I it did kind of go on for a little bit too long i will agree with you on that but i don't know the jokes were funny the visuals were so creative the visuals were stunning i'll say that good mm-hmm. yeah i love the cinematography of this movie like yeah the shot composition like the low angles and stuff it's all it's all very pleasing in the eye. And I don't know. I think it all works together like one big machine. Like, which is basically what um, the main character in the movie is going against. Because there's this, like, I think they call it the, the Department of Information. They basically mm-hmm. control the whole uh, society through tubes. And I think tubes was a great uh, choice to use because it's uh, kind of a visual metaphorical representation of funneling information through a specific designated created um 
roots and tubes are ever like you look in the set design the set design of this movie is absolutely immaculate like Mm -hmm. it feels like there's so many little details like the screens all all the screens in this movie like the computers and the tvs and stuff they're all through this weird like reflected thing you guys remember Mm -hmm. i don't know i just thought that was an interesting choice and i love all the little quirks about it like a lot of the architecture is kind of dr seuss like almost but then it's also very it kind of calls back to the early silent film um metropolis german and those sets very reminiscent so it it has like a filmmaking vision and has a creative vision it has everything and that's why it works for me. It's so confident on every single one of its levels, and the acting is stylized that I think it just saves the movie. Hmm. No, that's a fair. It's a fair point for sure. And I think there are definitely lots, like how you said, like quirks that make it interesting. I like how everyone is kind of desensitized to what's happening. Like there's these constant terrorist attacks, and like there, there's a scene where they're all in like a restaurant. I think it's kind of towards the start, and there's like. It like blows up or whatever, and when all the women the food. talking about their like plastic surgery and oh, all that. That scene is like, so it's funny. funny. How like superficial everyone is. Um, so there's there's definitely things that I genuinely enjoyed enjoyed about it, but overall, kind of like what Bryce said, I think it was just too slow to keep me like actually engaged. I thought the pacing was a little off, and I don't know, just something. About about it did not really grab me and i think that's why i don't have the strongest memory of it it's just because i didn't feel super connected to it interesting i think i think every scene is firing on all cylinders in terms of uh creating the world and adding more depth and adding more depth to the characters i think it does it in a in a well-paced way i just think it goes on a little too long maybe like 10 minutes could have been shaved off from this definitely um but I don't know. All the ideas here are really solid, and the comedy is funny. There's a lot of times I laughed out loud. Like a lot of the physical comedy is really good. Um, Robert De Niro is in this movie for no reason. He plays like this, um, what is it? Like an AC repairman, and um, he goes around to houses and he's like a spy against the against the government. I don't know. Stuff like that is just funny to me. I, I thought that part was really funny. At first, I was like, "What? what is happening? It's like Mario and Luigi, the repairmen, like, just <laughs> running around town. Yeah. And But I, I did appreciate that, like, comedic part of the movie. That that was nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when he, he saves the, free, the freezing house and whatever, and he freezes those inspectors, those inspectors were really funny. Like, the... And the way they control people through the temperature was interesting. I just think it's so realized that you have to have some respect for that. Like every part of this movie is, has had like a vision, I think. Mm -hmm. And that's why I love it. You know, it just, it's maximalist in every way. And I think I've become, I've, I've realized more and more that I just love things that just go big or like, instead of going home or just, going halfway like babylon has the more i've thought about it this three hour hulking like box office flop of craziness the more i've thought about it the more i love it just because it's firing in all cylinders and it's doing something I, i prefer a movie that does something rather than one that's scared to do something Mm Hmm. and this this is just that kind of movie to me I see that. I wish I had better things to say, but I've got just about nothing. But that's a fair point for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Bryce, got anything to add? Um, I have a couple things. Because um, he took notes. I, he told me. I did. I do. I have notes right here. Um, one of the first things that popped out to me was it had like a Monty Python absurdity to it. Right. And then... I, I just remembered, yes, he did co-direct Monty Python, the director of Brazil. So, I mean, that's where I mean, that's where it came from, that type of um, comedy. And I thought the comedy part of the movie was really, I would say the comedy and the overall just like production and set design really 
um, made the movie stand out for me. Even though the pacing did was slow, I thought the overall idea and creativity of the movie was great because sometimes movies, even nowadays, can feel like, oh, it's very like, um, you know, they're oh, they're crossing the threshold here, and it's very um, you know, you you know what's gonna happen at the end. And this movie, it, I thought it was really fun, and it was creative, and it was different. Yeah, this uh, fun fact about this: the director he originally wanted to call the movie 1984 and a half, which I think would be an amazing title for this movie. I think that title would be much more fitting. <laughs> Well, I like Brazil as a title because it ties back into the song, which plays like an important um, role in the movie. Like the whole idea of Brazil is this, even in like modern culture, as this like cultural, like freedom and celebration of existence and life. And that's how the, the government in the movie advertises the location it's set in. And it, it's not actually set in Brazil. It's like never said yeah. where this movie's set. But mm-hmm. um Is it just because the Frank Sinatra song Brazil, they were like, We need this for the movie? Well, they used it to yeah. show like because Brazil, that song, it kind of like glorifies like we're going away to this beautiful place that has been made like kind of superficially, but it's beautiful. And that's kind of whatever and kind of gets sucked into this idea of like, okay, we're we're have we have a perfect order everything's perfect and free but in reality it's all um not not that like everything's automated like he gets his toast and his coffee in the morning but the automation doesn't even work like you have to have some like human input like a lot of the robots in this movie they malfunction like when the bug gets squashed at the very beginning when the bug gets squashed and he changes the name of the guy they're supposed to arrest. That's like showing that we need like more human input. And it's kind of against the whole idea of like, let's uh, automate everything. Government controls everything. And we're just fine. Um, And I, and I, lo- I love that. And I think the ending mm-hmm. is really scary, which I won't spoil. Yeah. And I don't think we need to do a spoiler section. Maybe we'll talk about it for like five seconds. But it really adds to everything, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Deep. I love this movie. I I really do. I just don't remember as much from it as I'd like to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Me too. Um, I watched this on like Amazon Prime and yeah. it like I don't know if this has happened to either of you, but like when I watch it, it like shoots out little fun facts at me about uh, it. Oh yeah, the X. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So one of them was about the Brazil like song, and sometimes that it kind of subtly like plays throughout the movie. So when he's typing um into like the secret elevator's control panel, it plays the first eight notes of it, and then he's humming it at one of the offices, and it's playing at the radio in his car. Yeah. And like like whistling it. So so I like how it's like subtly kind of incorporated throughout. Like it doesn't. It's not too on the nose about it. Like overtly playing it but like the characters kind of interact with it yeah i love that i watched this on criterion uh, i got it oh. from the library oh it was so crisp and gorgeous <laughs> <laughs> i loved it um but yeah i yeah that's that's really i noticed that too i thought that was kind of obvious but oh really yeah, yeah. I, I i have a question for you okay so speaking of a Chris movie, I've always wondered this. Whenever I watch like an older movie, sometimes like they'll have like the little like specks and dashes like on the screen. Yes. What is that? What is that from? It's just from age with the film and damage mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. Um, because back in the 30s and stuff, film wasn't as refined as it is now. Mm-hmm. So and a lot of times film reels would just be thrown away because people don't really see it as like this high art form that we need to preserve and keep around like it is now. That's why everything mm-hmm. is digital now because it's yeah. much easier to preserve. And a lot of the film reels that you see now in these, uh, these um transfers, they have gone through and manually edited the film to erase a bunch of those cuts 
and stuff from it being unwatchable. But there's some that you just can't get rid of. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, a lot a lot of it has been turned into HD stuff through like Criterion and all that. It's great. Yeah. Wow. Bryce learns a thing or two on the Gavin and Ruby Go to a Movie podcast. <laughs> Put that in your newspapers. Government. I don't trust you now because of this movie. Yeah. Whoa. This movie is sending me back to my 2021 political phase. Oh, please. Oh, my no. gosh. No. That's why Bryce <laughs> doesn't like me, probably. I was probably like, Donald Trump is an idiot. <laughs> and that made Bryce mad. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. <laughs> please, President Trump. <laughs> oh, goodness. But yeah, I'm feeling. Uh, I well, we can do a little spoiler section at the end. Also, I think this movie is pretty scary. There's some scary stuff in this movie. Like, there's some scary yeah. visual stuff, especially in those dream sequences. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Some uncanny valley. Mm, true type stuff like um Polar Express. <laughs> the oh. real horror movie. It is a horror movie. That movie is terrifying. <laughs> oh my god, we were watching it in Mr. Martin's class. I was like, how could anyone, like, grow up with this? Like, this is just, if I, I didn't watch it a lot as a kid, but if I grew up with this, I, I would just be crying every time I watched it. Like, just look at that, like, the girl, I forget her name. I think she's just called Girl. Her face is literally the scariest thing of all time. I think it's Hero Girl. Hero Girl. Oh, you're so (laughs) right. It is. It's so scary. Oh my god. And Tom Hanks, why does he do that voice? <laughs> All aboard the Polar Express. Like it's not like a it's 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 a scary voice. It's not like a come along kids. And then he like he sends them to the back. Just the nightmare fuel, terrible, awful movie. Oh, I actually did kind of grow up on it, and I don't remember it being scary in my youth. But Sorry, like I just back, insulted you. Part, I was yeah, I know. It's okay. I'm used to it. But like, I I don't know. I kind of have a soft spot for it. But I can't agree that the animation is horrifying. Oh, it's terrifying. I, like, it, I had, hadn't watched it in forever until uh, whatever in December. And I was like thoroughly scared. But yeah. Bryce, anyway. have you seen Mars Needs Moms? Oh, my gosh. That was a movie that I always wanted to see. Like, it would always play oh, on like, the fast play commercial of Disney movies. Yes, yes, but yes, I, yes, I, yes. I never yes. watched it. I never oh my watched God, it. Like, fast the play. kid's standing at the door, and then, like, there's a light, and then he's, like, yes. in orbit. I never watched it, but it always intrigued me. Oh, my God. I literally have a Disney DVD of Aristocats in front of me right now, and it has a little flat fast play logo. Dude, we grew up on the same wavelength. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, but that Except movie... my movies were watched in the backseat of a car. See, I wanted that, but I never <laughs> had that. I watched them on a little DVD player. Yeah. Your selection of bonus features will begin automatically. Automatically. The vault fast play. Press the main menu button at any time. Fast play will begin in a moment. And then Tinkerbell comes and goes, Bling! Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. Dude, I just sent myself back to like I was watching Peter Pan with Ella the other day because I was like she because she hasn't seen like any classic Disney movies. So I was like, we're going to watch Peter Pan. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. And dude, that fast play intro played and it like sent me back to like year one of my life. The one that really sends me back is the. Oh my, uh, the... Here we go! Starts, yep, yeah, I was about to say, it starts with Peter Pan, and then it's the Pirates of the Caribbean, and yes. then Narnia. Yes. Oh, Ruby, you know what we're talking about? I do! What I Disney DVDs do you have? I don't know, I haven't looked at them forever, but I used to have, like, this little DVD player that I would take with me on road trips. <laughs> it wasn't, like, installed in the car, it was, like, a handheld little thing, same, and I would watch same. my little Disney DVDs on it. Dude, if you have any Disney DVDs you don't want, I will take them. Okay. Oh, I know well, what I, it is, Gavin. I what? It's Adventure Beyond the Horizon. Horizon. <laughs> and the magic. There is only yeah, yeah, one yeah. Disney. Disney. <laughs> See, Brazil is so right because it's just showing how we've gotten indoctrinated by these systems. 
Indoctrinated by Bob Chapek. By Bob Chapek, yeah. Well, this was Eisner. <laughs> yeah. Also oh. crazy. But fast play, fast play is such an Eisner thing. It is such an Eisner thing. <laughs> I actually went to the uh the DVD store the other day and I huh? got 101 Dalmatians on the two disc platinum fast play DVD. Did you go to Mr. K's? Yes, I did. <laughs> Oh, how did I know? <laughs> and ten dollars, best purchase I've made in a while. I just there's something about those DVDs. Dang, it was on sale. Those platinum editions don't run cheap. <laughs> really? Well, yeah. this was used. Oh, that's probably why. It's a pretty good condition. But anyways, Brazil, I give it a nine out of ten, closer to an eight than a ten. <laughs> <laughs> I give it like a uh, six, closer to a seven. I give it six to Ruby's out of ten. <laughs> uh, Ruby doesn't get Jeruby. <laughs> can you explain Jeruby really quickly for the listeners? Yeah, I can do it. I can do it really quickly for the listeners. Okay. So I was in a very amateur production of Aladdin. Genie, very amateur. Where, yeah, where I played the genie, and the kid who played Aladdin, he did not know his lines at all, and he was very um headstrong. Mm. And there's one of the lines where Aladdin enters the Cave of Wonders and says, oh, wow, should I get the lamp or should I touch this Egyptian jade? And, you know, jade is like the emerald, like, kind of looking gem. But for some reason, Mm. our prop designer got like a ruby, like a red gem looking thing. And he really just was like, can we please change the line to Egyptian ruby? And everyone was like, just say Egyptian jade. No one's going to know. And the night of opening night came, and he got so nervous on which one he was going to say. He ended up saying, oh, look, Egyptian Jeruby. <laughs> and now it's an inside joke between me and Gavin. <laughs> and that's what we should call. I had a realization. I was thinking about it because it's such a good story. And I was like, that's what we should call our fan base. Jeruby. But <laughs> I like Groovy Nash. Groovy Nash should stay. But that is beautiful. I love a good Jeruby. Jeruby. Maybe you can sign us off this episode with Jeruby. Oh, true. True. All right. Well, let's do a little bit of spoilers for Brazil. I know we've gotten majorly off topic, mm-hmm. but um, let's do a little bit of spoilers for Brazil. You can skip ahead like maybe a minute or two if you don't want to if you don't want to be spoiled, because this is a great ending. I would recommend you watch this movie if. If you can take a little bit of the weird stuff, you feel me? Mm-hmm. A little bit of the weird stuff. But this movie ends with um, the main character finally breaking free of the system and like taking down the government, blowing up a bunch of buildings and stuff with this girl who we met, who I completely forgot to talk about. Who was naked half the time. Really? Yes. I didn't notice that. The bathtub scene? Oh, yeah. Well, that's at the very beginning, Bryce. Come on. <laughs> anyway, yeah, but this one, I forgot her name. And I forgot the guy's name, too. But uh, they're, like, kind of lover type beat, you know. But then they, whatever, they, they work together to blow up the government. And then everything's going right. And he's, like, achieving his dreams and he's saving the world. And then it cuts to just him in this chair, all locked up, going insane with Brazil playing in the background. And it's just him. And he's like, he's just going through this fantasy. And he he's like, I don't know, he's being trapped or his mind is being like entered or something. Or he's going in a coma or he's being tortured by these like government things. Like, I don't know, even know what they are. And then it just this camera comes out and then the credits roll and you just hear that song playing eerily in the background. That, Mm. that scared me. I finished this movie at like 4am and I was like, I was like, I'm not opening to my, my door until it's light outside. That was scary. You know, did you guys get scared? Mm -hmm. I was a little spooked. Yeah. What did you think about it being kind of a downer ending? I like that. I thought the ending was the most memorable part. Like, I clearly remember the ending. And I like that it's not, like, 
happy like his fantasy isn't actually real it's it's just showing how like insane he goes by the end i really actually i think the ending was my favorite part of the whole thing interesting i think it's kind of showing how the government or how insane the government can make you go or like Mm -hmm. how the government like is like tricking you or whatever you know the control and what have you bryce what did you think about the ending Oh, yeah, I mean, I would pretty much just agree with Ruby. I mean, it was a super, it's stood out from the rest of the movie with how, like, weird the ending was. But I liked how it wasn't a happy-go-lucky ending. And it was, like I said, it's different from any other movie. It's with a really, really strange ending, but it really leaves you. It reminded me a bit of, um, have you all seen Halloween 3? Yes, the witch one. We've talked about yep. this. Yep, it reminded me of Halloween 3. Oh, for sure. That is such a good movie. That I, oh my gosh, that it's probably one of my favorite horror movies. It's great, um, but yeah, and I, I like the contrast from the rest of the movie, which is so like, uh, crazy visuals, and this is just like a still shot of just <laughs> him in this empty room, just with the song playing. I don't know, pretty pretty dang spooky. Mm-hmm, for sure. Well, I think that about does it for Brazil. Let's let's move on to Shrek 2. Now Bryce had already has already shared his uh connection to Shrek 2. Um this is really the main event of the episode, really. Bryce has already shared his connection to Shrek 2 and Shrek the franchise in general. And you know what? I'm going to share mine, too. And then maybe Ruby, too. Because Shrek is kind of a universal thing, I feel like. True. Um, mm-hmm. I grew up with these movies. Like, e- even when I was, like, one years old, I was watching Shrek. And Shrek 2 and Shrek the 3rd, even. Because this was before. This was before uh, Shrek Forever After came out. When did Shrek the 3rd come out? I think 2009? Shrek the third. Or maybe 2007. Oh, dang. I was off. Yeah. So I was probably about like, I was like one years old when that movie came out. That was my birth year. So yeah, I I probably, I probably watched it like the year after that. So 2000. So I grew up with these movies is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So I was a wee one. and I grew up with, with these movies. And then Ruby might be able to confirm this. I don't know if she remembers, but in sixth grade, um, dark time in my life. (laughs) <laughs> I was a self-proclaimed meme lord. Oh god. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I would not stop talking about Shrek. Mhm. Uh Ruby, can you confirm this? I can like I didn't even know you that well and I still I knew that oh Gavin like he's the Shrek guy. So yes, oh. I can confirm. God, it's terrible. I actually have a um a slideshow english project that i did or math project that i did that was all shrek themed it was like a data project and mine was what what is your opinion on shrek on a scale of one through ten? Oh god i remember that project. i think i asked you ruby i remember asking you that question really? let's Do let you me find your data while you explain your connection to shrek oh no okay this is embarrassing if i didn't say hi a little high number but anyways um, I wasn't on quite the level as you guys in terms of like growing up with Shrek, but I did enjoy it. Like I would, I didn't grow up with it necessarily. Like I wasn't watching it when I was super young, but I did watch it in my youth. And I remember thinking, oh, like this is funny. And it's <laughs> great. Oh no. Ruby. No, no, no. Ruby, okay. you gave him a 10. <gasps> Let's go. You're on my special slide which is for, for everyone who did I remember I did it cuz I remember everyone who I everyone who rated 10 I put on the special slide. So those people were Zeke, <laughs> Zeke Dunn oh from Ram. back in the day, Tro who's on the podcast, uh mm-hmm. Birdie, Dylan, Jakari, <laughs> Carson, <laughs> Troy, Marin, Evie, Bailey, Maria. Who's Maria? <laughs> I don't know who Maria is. I don't either. Caroline, Sam, Alex, Kimmy Doe, <laughs> L, Ruby, 
Yes. Orion, Luca, and Nick. And I said, thank you for saying 10 and supporting the Shrek army. Oh my god. Okay, I'm proud of myself. Yeah, that was a blast from the past. That is a blast from the past. In sixth grade, one of my friends gave me this like Shrek pop figure. Really? And over our little break, I was tearing apart my room trying to find it, and I could not find it. And I'm really upset about it. Because I just it's looked worth- it up to like rare. It's discontinued. Oh, yeah, I'm- yeah. It's worth a lot. <laughs> oh, Bryce, Bryce knows the pop funko market. Yeah. <laughs> If only y'all saw my room right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. But goodness. that's all for my Shrek backstory. I I guess I really enjoyed it. I gave it a 10, but I did I have th- always thought it was funny and enjoyable. Oh yeah, they're all great except for Shrek the 3rd. That one sucks. That one makes no sense. I don't know that I ever even saw Shrek 3 if I'm being honest. Well, I think you I should only watch one- it just to yeah. know. All I know is that Justin Timberlake's in it, and I love JT, but he is terrible (laughs) in that movie. Yeah. He's really bad. Oh, my God. But everyone in this movie, Shrek 2, is amazing. Bryce, why don't you introduce Shrek 2 to those who may not have seen it? Yeah, I'll introduce Shrek 2. So Shrek 2 picks off right where Shrek 1 left off, pretty much, and it starts... Um, with the classic storybook opening, and it gives us some more backstory on Fiona, which I think is another one of the best parts of the movie is That's more world building. But mm-hmm. we'll get back to that later. Um, secondly, after that, it goes straight to Shrek and Fiona's honeymoon because we last saw them leaving in their onion carriage in the first movie. And they're on their honeymoon, and this is one of the funniest film montages ever. And they took so many jabs at Disney in this montage. It's so ballsy for DreamWorks to do. And it's so funny. Mm -hmm. And then after that, um, we get noticed that Shrek and Fiona are being summoned to the kingdom of far, far away, um, where the king and queen, who who is um, Fiona, Fiona's father and mother are having pretty much like a little coronation ball and they want to have them come and, you know, reintroduce Fiona and Shrek to, you know, the kingdom of far, far away and institute them as prince and princess and the next king and queen. So, you know, they kind of argue on if they want to go back or not. And eventually Shrek finally gives in and they start their journey and Donkey tags along with them. And then they finally get to far, far away. And that's where we meet our villain, the fairy godmother. And she is probably the best villains in all of the DreamWorks movies. Other than probably... Actually, no, she's probably the best. And then second is probably Peacock and Kung Fu Panda 2. That's actually um, so true. That is so true. Yeah. Oh, I love Peacock. I know. But the one in Kung Fu Panda 1 is also really good. Yeah. What's his name? Um... Gosh, I don't know. Come to me, come to me. I was just mm. talking about it the other day. Oh my god, it's on the tip of my tongue. I know, it's on the tip. I know Ian McShane plays him. It's like tie something. Yeah. Something like that. Okay. Anyways. Anyway. Yeah, great villain. And yeah, let's just delve right into this. This is one of the funniest like things ever. Tai Long. Tai Long. There we go. <laughs> um, this is one of the funniest movies or just pieces of media ever. Yeah. Like every yep. joke lands. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just I have so much respect for that, especially for 2004. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you follow up one of the most like revolutionary like movies? I'd I'd say Trek is a pretty revolu- revolutionary movie. Yeah, Just I would under too. Toy Story and the CGI realm. Yeah, of... probably biggest animated CGI movie at the time other than like Pixar films. Right. Right. And it kind of changed how we view stor- Disney storytelling and um the CGI how how it can be used. Because back in the day when those CGI Shrek models like f- for the humans, like that was game changing like no one had been able to do that before like pixar tried but have you seen the humans in toy story one they're awful they're That's awful. why they're, they're barely shown in the birthday party scene yeah they get a little bit better in toy story too but yeah shrek is such a big improvement from that 
and to just completely take down Disney in a, one movie, how do you follow that up? Well, they decided we're going to follow it up by we're going to progress the characters. We're going to dive into this more and we're going to expand the world. It's just it's everything a perfect sequel should do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It, it doesn't take away. It doesn't change everything from the first movie. It mm -hmm. just evolves it, the natural progression, which is so amazing compared to like some modern day sequels that are just like, let's just change everything and have a whole, you know, whatever. Ugh. Yeah. Anyways, um, Shrek 2. Amazing, amazing, amazing. I think the voice acting in this mm -hmm. is so mm -hmm. funny. Just everyone, you can tell everyone who's in it, like Antonio Banderas, um, what's her name, who plays the fairy Jennifer godmother? Saunders. Jennifer Saunders, just <laughs> having an amazing time making yeah. this movie. And <laughs> Larry King, as the <laughs> ugly stepsister, is probably like the funniest thing ever. <laughs> it's really funny. And John Cleese, Monty Python alum, is in this, and he's the king, and it's amazing. Just great vocal performances, great visuals that like the CGI mm -hmm. in this movie still holds up today. Yeah. And that's so impressive because you can't say that about some of Toy Story 1. Um, granted, this was like years after, but whatever. I'll also even say that it was a huge improvement from Shrek 1 because oh, when sure. I went to mm -hmm. rewatch Shrek 2, I could really notice like in the backgrounds even in shrek one like some of the and the backgrounds were very 2d and it was like the 3d characters in front of a 2d backdrop yes but mm -hmm. which i didn't even realize that much but seeing it in shrek 2 they barely had any of that and it was all everything was 3d and everything was you know very like you know in your face but but i think that was perfect right yeah because like mm -hmm. shrek one when they're in far or when they're in farquad's kingdom and it's like empty like yeah that's just like that that's not like a it's not bad it's just like a little off-putting and there's a lot of backgrounds yeah. are kind of off-putting but in this one you're like fully in there and i love that and all the far 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 away is just like a great idea for like a thing just fairy mm -hmm. tales in hollywood yeah. farbucks burger prince <laughs> And like all the Friars Rat Boy, Friars Rat Boy, <laughs> yes, and all the um, all the princesses have their own mansions and stuff, mm -hmm. and it's just Holly, like far, far away is Hollywood. It's just an amazing idea. The creativity that went into this movie is so impressive. Like the potion factory, <laughs> it's just like a sweatshop. Like X Lax. <laughs> Yeah, it's just amazing. Can we just... I want to go through a rapid-fire appreciation of a bunch of the jokes in this movie. Yes, we need we need to go through everything. Let's just go through everything, <laughs> one at a time. Uh, the trumpet solo? Yes, that's enough, so... Reggie. <laughs> <laughs> and he just hits on that. It's so funny. I, like... I have that like I have that like memorized. It's so funny. <laughs> and the opening sequence opening sequence when they're running in the field and then all the pitchforks come flying behind them. Yeah. Yes. And then when Ariel is like on the beach with Shrek and yeah. when they fart in the yes. hot tub. <laughs> yeah, when they, and, and they shake they shake the fairies to like Yeah have lights like it's amazing and it's just showing the natural progression of their relationship like of course this is how their honeymoon would go exactly right because there's kind of the same people from the first movie and then as this movie progresses you kind of see different sides of that relationship come out because it's like the honeymoon phase and stuff and then it progresses naturally and it, it's amazing it's great screenwriting really yeah. um in the car, are we there yet? And the popping, yeah, it's iconic. <laughs> it, it is. It's really funny, and Eddie Murphy never fails to impress me with how not annoying he is. Mm. Like nowadays, in all these animated kids movies, you got you got to have an annoying little sidekick who's like, "Hey, I'm crazy." 
Yeah. And just the the more subtlety that they put into Donkey is just amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Go continue, Bryce. Continue. Okay, so they get to far away. Um, what's another joke that they? Oh, the um, this is it <laughs> when they're, when yes. they're getting out of the onion. Yeah, and and then they release the birds and they hit the wall. <laughs> yes, yeah, I love that screenwriting too. Like how the conversations are like how they flow into each other. Yeah, when they're like walking, walking out, like. And it's kind of showing how the relationship is going to be mirrored, mm-hmm. kind of, and they're they're not that far off. It's just kind of different how, lifestyles. How King Harold was the Frog Prince, and how he was a monster, just like Shrek. Yeah, exactly. It's it's mirrored right then from the opening. It's very smart. And then the yeah. dinner scene is yes, I was great about soup, to- Mrs. Q. <laughs> <laughs> Probably my third favorite scene in this movie. I'll do yeah. a little ranking. <laughs> Oh my god, it's so funny. And the dialogue there is also funny. Mm-hmm. And when they're all saying each other's names and then it comes to Donkey, he goes, Donkey! Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. And it, and look, like like they they mirror each other. And that's just it's just clever. And it's I, I really enjoy that. Um Yeah. Uh what Man, I just want to talk about it all. <laughs> What's next? What happens next? It's like all um, awkward. Oh, the they introduce the fairy godmother. Oh yeah, the, with her, the... her musical number, and then the, she has that guy, um, Kyle. Kyle, yes. <laughs> oh my god, and and kind of they set up fairy godmother as this like empathetic like. But she's just she just doesn't get it, yeah. For Fiona, because that's Fiona's like, oh, why why doesn't my family get along? And Shrek reading that diary mm-hmm. used to freak me out as a kid, but I really like that it, scene. It, it it freaked me out too. It was kind of like the Andy dropping Woody in the cards in Toy Story two. Yes, yes. Text the text connection. Hmm. <laughs> but yeah. That scene freaks me out, but then Kyle's so funny. And then right after that scene is, I think, probably one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie. Second favorite scene for me. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Second favorite scene. I know what my number one is. Second Same. favorite. Yeah. When Harold is on the porch and he's like, blah, 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 blah. And then the pink, the pink coach pulls up and it's fairy <laughs> godmother and he gets pushed in and... I've I love the scene so much. I mean, I know I know it by heart. I mean, it's it's. Why so don't funny. you recite it right now? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Hold on one second. Okay, here we go. <laughs> this is Fairy Godmother, by the way. You forced me to do something I really don't <laughs> want to do. Where are we? Hi, welcome to Friars Fat Boy. May I take your order? My diet is ruined. I hope you are happy. Uh, okay. Uh, two Renaissance wraps, no mayo, chili rings. I'll have the medieval meal, and oh, one medieval meal and Harold's curly fries. No, no, thank you. Sourdough, soft taco, then. No, really, I'm fine. Your order, fairy godmother, and this comes with the medieval meal. <laughs> it's so funny, and I love the way that fairy godmother is just kind of this like mob boss who just has the kingdom under her thumb. Yep. Yeah. Because she helped um, Harold get his wish. So now it's kind of like you're indebted to the family. Yeah. yeah. And that's just great. And then they meet Puss in Boots. And that whole part happens. And he, because he tries, Harold tries to kill Shrek. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. By sending Puss in Boots on him. Which is great. And then the whole, the factory stuff. And they find the potion. And I just I think it's such a good idea to have kind of the roles reversed. Whereas um in the first movie, Fiona was trying to hide her ogreness. Now Shrek is trying to hide his or is trying to hide his ogreness too through becoming a human. Yeah. So he's kind of like reverting himself, but he, he really thinks this is what Fiona wants. 
and it's 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 really good and i i love the character designs of the humanized people mm -hmm. and donkey mm -hmm. turning into a stallion or a steed that's great i'm and a the, stallion baby <laughs> <laughs> yeah i love that the, the action in this movie too we'll talk about the big scene later but yeah. just when they raid that factory oh it's great mm -hmm. i love that uh yeah Ruby, what were your thoughts Oh my god, I'm sorry. I'm just rambling about this. <laughs> I know, I was like, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's totally fine because you guys are have such a better recollection of it than me. But like everything you're saying, I so agree with. The Friars Fat Boy, I gotta say, I think that's like I, that's really up there from like my favorite. That made me actually laugh out loud. I watched so this funny. I was in Asheville in like a hotel room with my entire family, and I did laugh out loud at that one. Like it was so funny and like just oh i love every i'm not as good as remembering every single scene as you guys are which is why i'm just kind of listening but um <laughs> it's all just so funny and i love it all so much yeah it's just amazing oh gosh well <laughs> moving on <laughs> well gavin guess what what we don't even have dental yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, let's move. You know what I love? I love uh, when they rob the guy for his wig. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't even have dental with the little guy who works at the office. <laughs> yep. That's so funny. It's just a sweatshop. Oh my god. <laughs> you you have to watch this movie if you're listening to this. Please, please. There's just so many. We're kind of spoiling the whole thing. If you if you sound if you've been intrigued by any of this at all, stop. Go watch this movie. Come back, please. Like exactly. please. You're like, it's amazing. And then um, when when uh, Shrek returns, he kind of get uh ch ch changes plays by David Bowie, which which is I think another standout of the whole movie is the score. Oh, I mean, of course. Yeah. How they just picked out all these songs? It's like they just—it's—they're so perfect, all of them. Um, you know, Funky Town, um, Change, ch 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 Change. <laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing, and I love this—the actual like strings, like parts of like the score of this is really clever too. Yeah, like that iconic <laughs> Shrek theme and all how all the other themes work into each other. It's it's a beautiful really, um. It's amazing. Yeah, all the pop pop culture references are mm -hmm. seen. And then Shrek gets duped. And because Fiona changed back into a human too. And Fairy Godmother makes Fiona believe that Prince Charming is Shrek, which is great. And she's like, Fiona, Fiona, <laughs> Fiona. <laughs> I'm Shrek. <laughs> oh, it's it's just yeah, I love it. And then my one of the funniest things in this movie to me is when all the fairy tale creatures are at Shrek's house and they watch him get arrested <laughs> on that and and on the TV show and it's like please brutality mm -hmm. please brutality <laughs> and, oh, and then they they do the pepper they do the pepper spray from like the big like machine yeah it's so funny I know it's also funny I mean the machine the, the Mission Impossible thing. It's so fun. And then the um are you wearing girls underwear? Uh no, I'm not wearing ladies' underwear. <laughs> or, or, or and it's, his nose isn't his nose gross, yes. <laughs> oh my god. So funny. I'm I'm wearing women's underwear. So we're starting to approach the best part of the movie. Oh, let's just get into it. Let's, the climax of this movie is so good. It's like the best thing ever. Yeah. Oh my god. Like that cover of Holy Out for a Hero with like the Lady Gaga, like <laughs> this was pre-Lady Gaga, but like the Lady Gaga electronic like dance music mm -hmm. like backgrounds and the and the like orchestra too and the and yeah. the choir and Jennifer <laughs> Saunders singing. It's perfect. It's epic. Like, mm -hmm. I get full body chills every time I watch this scene. Mm -hmm. Did you get full body chills, Ruby? 
Oh, yeah. Full body chills. Full body chills. Well, me and Bryce, actually, we watched this scene before <laughs> our Footloose audition. <laughs> because Footloose has holding that for a hero, and we needed to get hype. And let me just say, yeah. that was a good audition for me. So, yeah, if that go. speaks to the power of the scene, I think it I mean, yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, but It really just shows how much Shrek can move a person. It, no, this, so this movie is really moving yeah honestly like it's it's really sweet it's like really sentimental like i don't know it's it's cute it's nostalgic to me and i just love that you know mm-hmm. um but let's talk about so they raid the castle with this giant version of Jinji. mongo <laughs> mongo <laughs> yeah <laughs> mongo <laughs> <laughs> And they and they crash the party, and then Mongo falls, and everyone's raiding, and it's epic, and they're dancing at the ball, and the ten the tension's high, the stakes are high, because they they gotta have this true love's kiss or whatever, but they can't. They gotta stop them by midnight, right? And it's 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 pretty epic, I'd have to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, Bryce, you want to keep talking about this? I'm gonna loss for words. Yeah, yeah. So we're, we leave off with Prince Char. Well, F- Fiona trying to run away, and Prince Charming with seducing her back with his cherry lip balm, um, <laughs> yeah. and getting getting her back down the stairs. And they have this I forgot crazy about dance that. number while the song plays, and Shrek finally arrives to the ballroom, and he's like, "Stop." And all the music stops, and it's like the biggest like tone tonal shift in a movie. Jeez, and it gets so sad. And, yeah, and after that, it's like <laughs> it's like is like is Shrek gonna be able to pull this off? Because they and, kiss. Mm-hmm. Because they kiss, and it's like oh, it's over, and. And you just know, that sinking feeling, like mm-hmm. it's like he failed after that whole song. He failed. I I remember when I was a kid, I got so upset. Yeah, I was like, they can't do this to my boy. <laughs> Y'all, they done done him dirty, bruh. Come on. But then Harold comes out with the biggest bomb of like the century that he switched the T's. <gasps> <laughs> Which is and like a great a, moment, and it, and it completes Harold's character arc in the movie of growth, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And and then a, yeah, and then um the final battle ensues with Fairy Godmother having her little wand battle with Pinocchio. Then the three, and then who does it? Oh, she finally gets the wand back again and she shoots one last blast at Shrek to kill him. Um, The king, Harold, he jumps in front of Shrek and he has his reflective armor on and it reflects back at Fairy Godmother and she disappears into a burst of bubbles. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and then he turns and Harold, he reveals that he was a frog prince. Mm-hmm. And it was Which it's they've like been a, hinting at the whole movie. Yeah, the lily pad. Yeah. And stuff like um just it's amazing. And it, it like shows how they're not Shrek and him aren't so far off. Mm-hmm. It's great. But um wow, we are running out of time. Yeah. On this recording. I think we've said a lot. I, I think this movie's amazing. I think it's sentimental, I think it's heartfelt. And they decide to become ogres again. Mm-hmm. At, the, at the end of the movie, which is a great choice. Yeah. It shows like you don't have to change yourself for anyone. Just be who you are. Like you don't need potion, potion or stuff. Just be you, which is a great yeah. message, especially for kids. Yeah. You know, and it, mm-hmm. it, this movie can connect to any age. Uh, the score is amazing. The animation is amazing. The vocal performances are, are amazing. It's Honestly, it's pretty perfect. I don't know a single part about this movie where I'm like, mm, no. Yeah. You know? So, Ruby, what do you think? <laughs> what do I think? 
Were you silent or silenced? <laughs> Whoa, no, silent because I just anytime I have a guest, I just like listening. But anyways, I really love this movie. This movie changed my life trajectory and how I look at the world. <laughs> and it's For just sure. deeply empowering. And I think every person should be required to watch this movie. Like, I feel like everyone would just be a better person. And uh, I just love it. It's hilarious, but it's also like real with like the stuff about like insecurity and like discrimination, blah, 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 without being like sappy or annoying. And it's just so funny and very entertaining. And am I saying my rating or am I just saying what I'm thinking? This is what you're thinking. Okay. And I'm thinking that I love this movie and it's so good. Yeah. I rated oh, 10 also... Medieval Meals out of 10. 10 Medieval yeah. Meals. <laughs> this is going to kick me off at 10, by the way, but I will be back just to let okay. you know. Okay. Bryce, why don't you finish it off? All right. Well, before I end this with our finding close, close, I do want to quickly mention that probably the best part of the movie is not in the movie. It comes in the bonus features after you watch the movie. <laughs> it, it really does. Oh, also, I really quickly, Live in the okay. Vida Loca. At yes. the end, when they sing that song, it is better than yeah. the original, and it is amazing. And it yep. was my first song of 2023. <laughs> I felt oh, it in my veins, and I was like, I looked it up on YouTube, and I watched it. And I don't think I've ever made a better decision in my life. <laughs> All right, continue with Far, Far so, Away Idol. The Far, Far Away Idol is a joke of American Idol, where they have all the characters from Shrek in this playable menu where they have different endings of this fake game that they have created a far, far away idol. And you can play as a different character and you can click on which character from the movie you would like to play as. And once you click that character, it will sing us one of the songs that that character would sing. And um, it basically, it's just like a fake game that you can play in the bonus features. That's so fun. And probably the best part of it is Simon Cowell is the judge of the movie. Yes. They got Simon Cowell. They, they got they got Simon Cowell. It's it's really <laughs> funny. You should just look it up on YouTube. I'm sure it's out there. Yeah, but I give um, I give Shrek two a ten out of ten. Mhm. Mhm. Me too. Closer to a ten, closer to eleven than a nine. It's perfect. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And so Bryce, take us out with Shrek two, and then we'll do some groovy news. All right. So I had such a good time reviewing probably one of my favorite movies of Shrek 2. Um, it was so it was so awesome to do it. I had such a good time. Shrek 2 is one of the best, probably one of the best sequels in animated film. And I definitely recommend you go watch it. I know I'm speaking for myself. I know I had a great time rewatching it. And um, it's really just such a great movie. And it talks on so many things. Not only being funny, but like how Ruby said, it talks about insecurity and um, racism, but all in like a jokey fairy tale world, but still getting the point across for kids. So I think it's a great movie for all ages. Yes. Mm-hmm. There we go. That's amazing. Um, let's do a quick groovy news. Ruby, do you have any groovy news? I've got nothing. Do you? you? Got nothing? I do. I saw... Uh... Um, I saw EO today at the terrace. It's a movie about Ooh. a donkey. Oh, I thought you meant like Michael Jackson. Yeah, <laughs> no, Captain EO. <laughs> Captain EO, which I actually watched recently. It's a time. It's a good time. Um, no, it's about a donkey, and it was. I don't know. I don't understand it, but I really I, I liked it. You know, and um, yeah, I also want to say that I I watched. Uh, uh, what, what did I watch? I watched No Home Movie by Chantel Ackerman. Oh my god, it is so good. It's so good. If you liked um, News from Home, like this is amazing. Uh, Bryce, do you have anything you want to share? Um, dang, I, I don't think so. All right, well, let's move on to recommendations. Uh, I have the old recommendation this week, and I am suggesting Man on the Moon by Milos Forman, which is about uh, comedian Andy Kaufman, and Jim Carrey stars in it. Okay, sounds fun. what's your pick? 
Mine is from a director I like. She did camera person, um, Kirsten Johnson. It's called Dick Johnson is Dead. And oh, I think it's going to really? be really, to be honest, but I really want to watch it. It's from 2020, I think. So very recent. I know Dick Johnson is Dead. Yay. But you I haven't know seen it very well. It's what, what even is it? It's about her dad, I think. All right. But interesting. I, exactly. Well, I'll have to watch it for the podcast. Whoa, I know. It was such a burden. <laughs> well, I know. Uh, Bryce, do you have anything you want to plug at the end of this video? I don't I don't have any plugs. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening. Um, yes. Hello, thank Bryce. you, Bryce, for coming oh, yeah, on. Thank you so much, Bryce, for coming on. <laughs> this is what sorry you cut out oh sorry uh, <laughs> thank, thank you, you bryce for coming on oh my gosh it was so much fun thank you for having me yes of course um finally we're glad we got to do this this was a good episode this was a good episode yeah um make sure to follow bryce on whatever plug he wants to put in the description of this i'll ask him later when i post okay this. um but yeah, that's about it. Follow the podcast, Instagram, share, like, you know the deal. Um, yeah. Thank you, Groovy Nation. Or should I say, Jeruby? <laughs> <laughs>